What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And uh, we're back to the normal intro this week, um, because unfortunately, we're not talking about the Bad Batch, even though that's something we love to do. Um, but we've got something really fun planned for everyone. Um, so this episode is going to be kind of like a cantina discussion. Um, but it's not a cantina discussion. So it's going to be like a cantina discussion in the sense that Jeremiah has a question for Drew and I, um, but this is not an official part of the cantina discussion canon. Right. So uh, we are going to be... Canon. Wait, what? <laughs> I like that you used the word canon. Yeah, I figured it was relevant. It's, it's one of the Star Wars buzzwords, you know? Yeah, it's a little buzzy. Yeah. We should have like um, a an EU at part of the empire radio podcast, like where it's not actually part of it, but some people like to think it is. Wouldn't that be just behind the scenes? <gasps> would it Ooh, be better? Be cool. than, would it be better than the Canon part? <laughs> Ooh. Um, uh, that last conversation was probably not. <laughs> <better>. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyways. Uh, so <laughs> Drew and I, uh, have not heard the question, uh, but we do know that it is about the music of Star Wars. So if you like music and you like the music of Star Wars specifically this week and next week, we are going to be doing focuses on the music itself. Um, so stay tuned for that. It's kind of like a two-part uh, mini-series of sorts. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited. I love, 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 love the music of Star Wars. Um, and I would... I would say that the other two guys do, right, guys? Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Wait, Wait, what was that, Drew? I don't know. I just wanted to sound exciting. Okay. Um, All right. Well, let's dive in, Jeremiah. Um, what is that question of yours that you have for us? All right. So we all know Star Wars is a big deal. That uh, well, to for, us for yes. for over forty years, it's been a defining aspect of the movie world. That it was so innovative that it defined how movies were made moving forward. Um, hundreds and hundreds of actors and actresses, the reason they became movie, got into movies and became movie stars is because Star Wars inspired them. Um, same with any aspect of filmmaking, of the special effects and all that stuff. People who got in those areas is because of Star Wars. Like It's very impactful. And sure. so... Um, there's been like over $10 billion worth of ticket sales from all the movies and who knows how many billions of dollars on merchandise and all that stuff. So Star Wars sure. is a big deal. That being said, my question is this, would Star Wars be what it is today if it had different music? Oh, now I heard one time someone in passing say that, um, the music of Star Wars is like the breath of Star Wars. You take away the music and Star Wars dies. So how do you think music has affected the, the big dealness of Star Wars today? I, Can I go first? Yeah, Drew, I want you to go first because I feel like I'm going to go way too long if I start talking <laughs> yeah. now. So I feel like... You, if you guys don't know, Andrew produces our music, but it's also expired and also like kind of already someone else's music, um, which is Star Wars music. So I feel like Andrew is knows a lot about it. So that's why I kind of want him to go last. Um, for me, I would say yes and no, Jeremiah. Because 
I believe that 100% up into what we recently got, which was Mandalorian. Because I think, I could be wrong, but wasn't that the only thing that wasn't produced by, um, why am I? uh, Thinking John John Williams? Williams? Yeah. No. Uh, No, Rogue One wasn't. Rogue One and Han Solo were, were two different composers. Why did I think Rogue One wasn't? Because um, Michael Giacchino is an amazing composer, and oh he, yeah, he is. He got in the star John Williams mode when he did that score. Yeah, but, and Michael, yeah. if you're watching, phenomenal job. Yeah, thank you for. And I, I've been a fan <laughs> of of Michael Giacchino since he was even known. Like when he was doing the music for uh, Medal of Honor video games, like I had oh, those yeah. soundtracks. Like, yeah, they, dude, they were phenomenal. I knew he was cool before the rest of the world knew he was cool. Okay. Oh, boy. Anyways, so what <laughs> I'm trying to say is, yes, but it clearly can be produced by other people. Um, And, like, Mandalorian music doesn't re- – it feels like Star Wars, but at the same time, it doesn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. And he took a lot of things that John Williams, like, produced and, like, kind of tore it apart and made him his own, but it's not very similar. Like row runs very similar. Right. Right. And you feel like it's almost like you could pick the wrong, like what I just did. I, I totally forgot that it wasn't John Williams. And so like, but with Mandalorian, it, at first it took me a little bit to love that score. Um, but I definitely do. So I would say yes and no, but I feel like with any movie, um, if the score is not good behind that film, the film is definitely not going to survive or do as well. So I, I in hindsight, I think yes. Without the music, Star Wars would not be as big or as bright and live as a film. Um, I mean, tomorrow I'm literally going to go see Empire Strikes Back in the theater because I have saw it when I was really little in theaters, and I feel like watching it in theaters is mostly for the sound, and that's why I'm going Wait tomorrow. a second. Did I tell you guys that I went to Empire with the Minnesota Orchestra? No. No. How did I never tell you guys that? I don't know. I mean, it did happen before. We haven't talked about music yet. That's why. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it did happen before we all got connected. Um, but my wife and I went, um, I remember last year, May the 4th, the tickets came out, they dropped the tickets and then we got to the tickets. I think you told me this. I think you've told me this. Yeah. So we got the tickets anyways. We got them like months and months and months in advance. Um, and then we actually went to see it and the Minnesota orchestra, I mean, there's productions like this all over the country. So people are probably like, yeah, we know what you're talking about, but they basically play the score Mm -hmm. and they show the movie. So it's essentially the movie, Mm -hmm. like you would see it in theaters, but there's no music, a live band or a live audience. Right. Um, is it just the music parts or is it like also the words and like, is it a full movie? No, no, no. I mean, like it's the full movie with an intermission. Oh damn! So you get you get like halfway through the movie. There's a brief intermission, and then you come back, and like it's literally like you're watching the movie, but the music is being produced live right in front of you. That's awesome. Um, it's kind of a bummer because I know they're doing Return of the Jedi this year, this fall. Well, uh, I don't know if they're doing it anymore, uh, but yeah, probably not. <laughs> they were supposed to, and I no longer live in Minnesota, but it's fine. The you North Carolina Symphony. You could what? You could come, you could visit, come us. visit us. I yeah, I could. I mean, I I do miss <laughs> seeing you guys in person for sure. Um, yeah. For those of you who don't, yeah. don't know, huh? I was gonna say also they're probably not gonna do it this year. So I yeah, probably not. I was gonna, but I was gonna say for those of you that don't know, um, I used to live in Minnesota. I actually lived in Minnesota and lived there for seven years. And at the very beginning of all this, was meeting up with these guys personally. But then my wife and I moved back to North Carolina in April. And if you hear a Southern accent, that's why, because I'm originally from here. So 
Anyways, getting more and more thick every day. Oh my gosh! Every time <laughs> I spend every time I spend time with my in laws, well, specifically my father in law, he's got a thick accent, and it, it. Oh my gosh! I pick up so many things from him subconsciously that I don't even realize I'm doing it. But get you all rolled um, up inside, huh? Yeah. Awesome. Anyways, so Drew, can you can you say more about like the because like it sounds like you're saying okay. I think Star Wars is really big because of the music, but no, I think someone else could have done it. Can you say more about that? I, uh, yes. I mean, for like, <laughs> I guess it, if you, there's two ways to like view this question. Is it like, can John William, if John Williams didn't create, create this music, could someone else create a soundtrack over Star Wars and it would still have the same effect? Is that your question? Because if that's the question, I believe I'm just I'm just asking. Or are you talking to Jeremiah? I'm talking to Jeremiah. I'm saying, like, would Star Wars be as big as it is today without John Williams? Without John Williams writing the score that he did. Gotcha. Oh, that's hard. That's a hard question. Um, I don't know because it literally is probably the most iconic music in all of film. Like, what other yeah. movies? could you say that are known by most people, like people who haven't seen star Wars movies, they know the music. Well, yep, ironically, like everyone, ironically, the other massive movie scores that are recognizable instantly, like jaws, for instance, yeah. that minor second done done thing. It, that was John Williams. <laughs> and well, oh, that so was like, well, yes and no, that was John Williams. that did that, but he also st- Stole that from a composer from cent- like 150 years ago. Yeah, it's it's free. Like, I think it's the <laughs> it's New World Real Symphony State. or something like that. Well, but like what I'm trying to say is like uh, Harry Potter. Like it's not as big as Star Wars. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. But like if you hear that main theme, I feel like that's it. really recognizable. And that was also John Williams. So. Right. So then the question is, yes, John Williams is the best, and I don't understand why we asked this question. Because clearly it would not be the same without John Williams. Is that what you're asking? I'm asking, would it be <laughs> would famous would Star Wars be as famous as it is today if there was different music? Like Probably. would Disney have ever even bought Lucasfilm? Ooh. Would would Star Wars be that big of a deal that Disney would spend four point two billion dollars to buy Lucasfilm. I'm going to, this probably is not a popular opinion, but I'm going to say yes. Um, I am a musician and um, I would say that Star Wars music is very powerful. And, but it's just as like, for me as a viewer of Star Wars, the sound effects are very powerful as well. Um, but that's not the music. So I feel like I don't know. I feel like I it would still impact me almost as much, maybe not as much, but I would say for me personally Star Wars would still be huge to me. And that's why I was bringing up the fact that Mandalorian wasn't by him, but it still had that same effect because I feel like the story is powerful enough to me personally that it's going to keep it going. Now, maybe not to everyone else, which is why, Jeremiah, you might be like probably right that maybe without John Williams, it might not hit everyone the same way. Um, but me personally, it would still affect me the same way if it was a different score. Yeah, but the thing is, the reason you like everyone. The Mandalorian so much is based on the fact that all the previous Star Wars movies <laughs> had John Williams in it. <laughs> Like you take John Williams away, uh, you might not like Mandalorian. True, but it, that's, <laughs> that's hard to. <laughs> but I am also one of the people that like the OG, so um, I didn't think the first half of New Hope was trash. So maybe, oh boy, oh shots I would, fired! I might, I might still like Mando because it still looks as you, dope as the first. Did you see my comment on Discord when you asked me if I want to go see Empire with you? Yeah. 
Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I'm not going to read that to the public. Oh, I will. Okay, go right ahead. So, uh, for those of you that want to know, um, earlier Drew sent the information for the showing of Empire Strikes Back in honor of the 40th anniversary. Like Drew mentioned, he's going to see it. Um, and so he asks Jeremiah because they still live in the same state. I would ask state. Andrew, Andrew, I would have asked oh, you. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. And, I know. But I did not take that personally. Okay. Just I, I, no hard feelings. <laughs> so he asks Jeremiah and he's like, Hey, do you got, do you want to go see this with me tomorrow? And then Jeremiah replies, nah, I don't want to spend money to see a bottom tier Star Wars film when I can watch <laughs> it for free anytime. Smiley face. <laughs> And if you want to know why it's bottom tier, go listen to our movie ranking uh, episodes. And episode five is towards the bottom on all my cell Gosh. But uh, like, that doesn't the- mean I think it's a bad movie. I still love it. It's just compared to the other ones. I like others more. But also, that's why we were talking about the top of the show. That's not canon knowledge, so it really <laughs> doesn't matter. So. I'm I'm the EU of of the Empire Radio podcast. When you make oh, comments like that, a hundred percent. All I know is that my comment was legendary. So if I'm oh, legend, no. boo, boo, don't boo me. Uh, don't it's boo legendary me. because of our response to your comment. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah, have a really dope is one- reaction video, you guys, <laughs> that we'll be dropping yeah. at some point, so you know. So uh, <laughs> this would be a good time. If you want to see that video, uh, I edited together a little video over top of the uh, the vocals, the vocal tracks from that original podcast recording where Jeremiah mentioned that he thinks the first episode or the first half of episode four is trash. Uh, and so you should definitely follow uh, us on Instagram and facebook at empire radio podcast to make sure you can see that when it drops yeah <laughs> uh, anyway the music of star wars yeah back to the music yeah. before i start hurting too badly from that comment okay, wait. can i ask a question yes yeah jeremiah if john williams didn't do the first three movies um would your reaction to the first three movies still be the same or would it be yeah, because nothing happens in the first half of the New Hope. That's cool. It's just a random guy on a desert planet. Like, who cares? That's not what I asked. I'm saying, like, if would you think they would be worse without that score? Or is that score? Well, still yeah. In your love to those films, the the music is well. Uh, do you want me to do my answer to the whole question that I asked? Well, yeah, because I feel like we we need uh, Andrew to go last because of his music capabilities in the world. Right. Uh, you are, you are definitely talking me up to be more than I actually am. True. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, okay, I'll yeah. go. So, <laughs> so I think I, I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this on a podcast or if I just, and but I know I mentioned to it to you guys at least. Uh, I think, I think you mentioned, I said that, um, Back when I was in high school, I actually wanted to go to college to do uh, music composition so I could do music for movies. Like, that's what I wanted to do was write music, write scores for movies. Um, and so, like, I, when I was younger, I was really into soundtracks. Like, I mentioned earlier that uh, Michael Giacchino, who did Rogue One, like, I was a fan of his since, like, the early two thousands when he was doing video game soundtracks. And I would, right. I have like a bunch of his soundtracks and I would use, listen to him like every day. And so like he inspired, he's the one that inspired me to like love music for movies so much. And I did end up getting, um, I think I have uh, episode one and three on CD for soundtrack. And then I have other John Williams stuff like, War of the Worlds soundtrack or something like that. I, so like I was really into John Williams too when I was young, younger. And I feel like whenever we as kids would like play Star Wars, like make, make believe Star Wars, we'd be like singing the music as we're doing, we do the, the Imperial March. We'd be doing like whatever. Like, and so I think that the music great has gives a lot of flavor to star wars 
And so it's like, you know, take your favorite kind of like cake or something. Like say it's a chocolate cake. Like there are some really amazing chocolate cakes. There are some terrible chocolate cakes. And so like Star Wars without the music would be, I think, a terrible chocolate cake because it, it there's not a lot of flavor then. Because it could have been, who knows, like, you know, like in, if you watch other like early 80s movies, like it's all like electronica type music. Like oh, yeah. I mean, there's a, stuff. there's a ton of synth and yeah. like super well, processed just, drums and stuff. Yeah. And so like you compare that, like right now I couldn't tell you a musical theme from an eighties movie. Like I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Cause it's all like electronical, like stuff now, that I don't care about. I will but tell Star you Star Wars. I can think about like, that's what I think about when I think of Star Wars is. Well, sh- the music. yeah. And you, you've got a really good point, Jeremiah, because like one of my favorite sound movie soundtracks of all time is the Blade Runner soundtrack by Vangelis. Like such, such good synth stuff in that soundtrack. Like, if you're looking for great 80s synth tones, that's where it's going to be. And then, like, similar things would be, like, Stranger Things or whatever, which are, yeah, you right. know, doing callbacks to those sounds. Right. Um, and and those, those soundtracks are incredible. But, like, it, even though they're both science fiction and they're both, well, I guess Star Wars is a long time ago, but futuristic <laughs> in some senses, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The worlds are completely different. Like... I I'm I'm not going to go too far into this because I'll I'll just wait my turn. But like, can you imagine them getting into the Millennium Falcon and jumping into hyperspace and then hearing like a pulsing like do 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 like synth <laughs> thing? Like that yeah. would just completely throw me off. It's like okay, who turned on the radio in the Falcon? That doesn't make any sense, you know. Right. So all of that to say, I agree with what you're saying, Jeremiah, for sure. Yeah. So I and it's interesting though that like even with you know, John Williams, he's like, what, 90-something years old now? And oh, Gosh. Yeah, he's old. I'm going to look it up, but he's definitely old. I think he's like 90 or something like that. But, like, he is. He was born in 1932. Yeah, he's like 95. So how does that make him? I can't do math. He's 88. 88. Oh. So, like... like he's, get, he's up there. Even in his elderly age, Disney hired him to do the music for three more movies. Not and, even that. He was even in one of them. Oh yeah. He was in episode nine for like three seconds, which is hey, pretty man. cool. That's a lot of seconds when you're 80, whatever. But did you see, uh, I think was it on like the, the, the DVD or whatever of, of like the making of or like the music of the star Wars or something like one of the behind the scenes things. Like where he's sitting in episode nine and when he has that little cameo, mm-hmm. like all the items that he's surrounded by in his little shop that he's at are callbacks to every movie he's ever. Yeah. Written. yeah. I saw that. So, so that's a cool thing. So like, but when you think of John Williams, like he's done so much stuff, like he's done hundreds of whatever, like, but like his most famous thing is Star Wars. And like, I wonder where John Williams would be today in his musical career if he didn't do Star Wars. Like that's, even though he was already writing music for like 50 years by the time he did Star Wars because he's so old. Like, oh gosh, like his like whole career seems to be centered around Star Wars. And, you know, who knows what the music world would be like if John Williams would do Star Wars because other composers were inspired by John Williams. And so yeah. we might not have someone like a Hans Zimmer or um, some of these other famous uh, music composers for films. Like he has inspired so many people. And so, yes. Yeah, so I would say, yes, Star Wars would not be what it is today without the music. Cause I think it's so iconic and it's like, like I said earlier, it's the breath of Star Wars. You take the breath out of Star Wars and it's going to die. And, yeah. um, I like I I still hum Star Wars music like every day like I just do it and so that's my oh he did he did Close Encounters of the Third Kind he's done a lot dude wow there's like 
there's so many things on there that you don't even realize that he's done. Like, yeah. I mean, I knew some of the more popular ones, but I mean, just really quickly before I start, he, on um, I'm on Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. But no, th- these pages, these larger pages, are normally pretty accurate. Um, Jaws, Star Wars, Close Encounters, Jaws 2, Superman the movie, the original Superman the movie, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, <gasps> E.T., which I knew about E.T. and Indiana Jones, but... Yeah. Uh, Return of the Jedi, Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, um, Empire of the Sun. That w- that was a pretty big movie. Home uh, Alone, Holy Smokes. Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> which I knew about. I knew about this, but Hook. Hook. He, he did Hook. He did Home oh, Jurassic Alone. Jurassic Park. Yep. Yeah. How about that. Yeah, Jurassic Park's also one of my favorite yeah. other favorites. It's up there yeah. for me. Jurassic Park. Um, Saving Private Ryan, Phantom Menace, The Patriot, God. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Attack of the Clones, uh, Catch Me If You Can. That was a good movie. And yeah, I might get hate, hate for I like, liking that. But oh, I really I like that it. movie. I like that yeah. movie. Um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, The Terminal. That's a really good movie. Yep. Um, Revenge of the Sith, War of the Worlds, the Tom Cruise one. Um, memoirs of a geisha. I never, um, I never saw that, but I know it won a bunch of awards. It's got cello solos by Yo-Yo Ma. And so I know it's got to be beautiful. Um, I mean, it can go, it goes on and on, but I mean, he's got good Lord, hundreds and hundreds of things under his belt. Um, okay. So here's my, my take. Um, first of all, here's a disclaimer, everyone. Uh, I am a musician. I I do enjoy writing and producing music. Um, I did go to school for music, uh, but if you, my 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 theory knowledge is pretty average. So here's the thing: if if you're listening to this and you're an actual student of film composing or like orchestral composing, please be gentle to me. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I am nowhere on that level. Um, I'm not going to even begin to be able to analyze uh, the harmonic structure of orchestral pieces well. That's that's not what I'm here to do. Um, but all of that to say, music um, has always really moved me on a deep level, um, even before I was really able to realize it. Um, and so it's been a big part of my life, you know, especially since d- really deciding to kind of do this and do it as well as I can. Um, and then spending the time to go to school for it and whatnot. Um, I'm a guitarist by trade. Um, but I love and respect all aspects of movement, uh, movement music, uh, very equally. Um, so with that out of the way, um, I think my, my answer is no star Wars would not be the same. Um, without John Williams, but before I elaborate on that, I'm going to leave everyone on a little cliffhanger. Ugh, no, not the cliff. Yep. Uh, so my official answer is no. Star Wars would not be the same without the soundtrack. It would not be as big as it is today. But to for me to explain all that, we need to talk about something really quickly first. And that is the sponsor for today's episode. Mm. So we've got something. If, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know exactly what's happening. Uh, but if you're not... And this is your first time. Welcome. Um, but we have prepared a little message from the sponsor of today's episode, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Take a listen. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. But that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, 
you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Yeah, you should do that. You're going to be better for it. I know you will. Do it. I mean, unless you can't drink coffee, and then I would suggest not doing that. Like, if you actually can't drink coffee, uh, don't do that. But if you can, you should, and you'll enjoy it. So, um, yeah, I don't think Star Wars would be the same. Um, I don't think Star Wars would have been as much of a hit as it was initially. And, of course, if it wasn't then, it wouldn't have gained the steam that it has now. Um, So one thing that I want to do is separate the score of Star Wars from John Williams in the sense of his accomplishments and his achievements and his stature as a composer. Because like, there are some people that will say that a film score, a piece of music, is good just because of the association with the artist who does it, right? That actually right. happens more than you might think. Mm-hmm. Um, because what, what you really have to ask yourself is, is this a good score, one, and then two, if yes, was it impactful? How did it impact the media that it was paired with? Um, and so I want to make sure that like, so whether I'm on the bandwagon or not, um, because of my own personal experiences, John Williams is my favorite film composer. There are others, you know, like Michael Giacchino and Hans Zimmer that, that have like the interstellar soundtrack is still one of my all time favorites. Oh yeah. But like that, out that out of the way, like, you know, he is, uh, John Williams is one of my, or is my favorite film composer. Um, but I want to make sure that that bias is, is, is pushed aside for, you know, an analysis, if you will, of my answer. Um, if we think about it this way, like music as humans, we're all drawn to music in a natural way. And it doesn't matter what style there is something in music whether you're, you know, like a bedroom guitar player like I started out as, and you don't really know anything um, about music, and you're drawn to it, or if you have no musical ability at all and you sound like a dying animal when you're singing, like there's still something in music that I know you love, you know, that draws you to music, um, all the way up to the the levels of, you know, your composers and conductors and your, like, first chair orchestra members and whatnot. Um, it's just kind of wired into us inherently, Um and so anytime we couple music, the power of music with something that is also visually pow- powerful, um, it, it, it amplifies that experience. And so that's why if you remember, well, I mean, not like any of us were around for the beginning of this, but silent films, there was no dialogue. It was all read um, on the screen, but then you had this musical score that went in tandem with the actions that the people um, were taking on screen that only amplified the drama or the humor or, you know, whatever. Like, as an example, you know, the like the joke thing, placing that in the right spot in TV or a movie or like in a song or something can have a comedic effect, like, even if the joke wasn't really funny. And that is because you're using music to amplify the moment. Um, it's the same thing. Like when I go running, I have a playlist that is very specifically, uh, cultivated to make sure that I have a certain level of determination when I'm running throughout the the entire run, you know, like it's all like Christian metal that I grew up listening to (laughs) in high school and stuff. That's like really just, you know, you want to be angry and you want to push through whatever you're dealing with. Um, and that's the same thing or like, I know, I don't know about you guys, but have any of you, and this is something for the listeners, uh, feel free to answer this in your car, even though I can't hear you. Have you ever been walking uh, and the tempo of a song lines up with what you're doing perfectly, like the steps you're taking, and you just feel like you can take on the freaking world? Like, I'm not, I don't want to use this as an example, but Spider-Man 3, when Tobey Maguire, anyways, we're not going to get into that. All of that to say, I want to see uh, that video of you walking down the street. Listening that that to your didn't music. happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but anyways, all that to say, music 
when used correctly, can amplify a visual experience, a physical experience, whatever, um, so much more. Um, could uh, the next question is could someone else have done it? Maybe. I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. There's probably another film composer that would have had good ideas. There were others contemporaries of John Williams at the time that could have been called on, um, but they weren't. And so, you know, there were probably others that had the ability, um, but without John Williams, Star Wars would not be the same. And, and going back to um, Jeremiah, what you were saying about the film scores of the time, because like, you know, it's the eighties, there was chorus on guitars and gated reverb on reverbs on drums and synthesizers out the wazoo everything was digital you know like um things it was like the 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 rise of like the digital music you know kind of generation um and that i think the genius of having an orchestral score versus that the the other the electronic style score um the genius of that is it, it portrayed the scope uh, in a musical way of what was happening. Uh, because like since you can get them to sound large, you can get them to sound huge. You can, you know, get them to do a lot of things, but they're gritty by nature. You know, yeah. they're, they're digital sounding. Um, they're choppy depending on which way you, you know, you arpeggiate them and whatever. Um, and I think that's why it worked for things like Blade Runner because, or like Stranger Things, because, it's gritty. It's a grittier world. It's, you know, it's dark. It, it's like way more like Gotham city, you know, than it is like your metropolis or whatever, uh, to bring some comic book references in. Um, but I think th- the genius of having that orchestral score, I mean like right out of the gate, cause you think about it, like I can't even imagine what it was like, but you're sitting in the theater and all of a sudden that first hit starts with the the horns and they're going through all these these runs and you see these words star wars pop up on the screen and the 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 original title begins the crawl begins and then all of a sudden you realize that because of that before you ever see a part of the world before you see the star destroyer and the tantive four and tatooine you're already getting a scope of the world because orchestras sound massive You've got these big, like majestic sounding, like blazing horns right in your face. And you haven't even seen a visual yet, but all of a sudden you realize you're feeling these, these feelings of awe and, and inspiration and it sounds heroic. And all of a sudden, because of that, you're, it's, it's almost like it's referencing the stories that I'm sure these people in, in the seventies grew up on, you know, your, um, Flash Gordons and these other movies, Cowboys and and the Knights and stuff that had these big scores and that were very heroic. All of a sudden, without even realizing it, it's kind of a tie to that subconsciously. Um, so I think having John Williams compose Star Wars aided the scale of the movie because then you get this massive score, but then the next thing you see is a Star Destroyer. Like that was huge. You know, like that was the first time, you know, hitting on the visual effects. This is the first time many of these things were ever done at all. Um, And so in in one way, I don't think it would be the same. And that's because I feel like it would lose its scale. Um, Because like, I don't know. I I feel like if I'd seen the opening crawl and the Star Destroyer and the Tantive Four come in, and Tatooine, like, yeah, I'm seeing a scene in space, but if I'd seen it with, like, synths or something more electronic, I w- it would have felt like a more isolated incident to me. You know what I'm saying? Rather right. than this struggle that's w- w- uh, raging across a- an entire galaxy. The other, th- the other main thing that I want to hit on is the fact that there are themes very specific themes for specific characters or specific moments. Um, And because of that association, 
there, there are auditory cues that can like the, they can invoke feelings and emotions without even having to see anything on screen. For example, if, if you're looking at a scene with Luke Skywalker or whatever, and they're having fun or blah, 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 you know, drink a blue milk on Tatooine, but then you hear the Imperial March, what are you going to think? Well, the empire's coming. Like, or something bad is happening, or it's associated with the dark side of the force. So you're like, okay, well, what's about to go wrong? You know, um, or is Darth Vader going to show up? And so I think those themes are so powerful um, in the development of the characters and the moments that are on film. Um, that if those had been any different, and if those had been or had been taken away, like, I mean, think about it. The The moment, um, still one of my favorite moments in all of Star Wars where Luke in A New Hope, even though Jeremiah hates this part, uh, when a new, in A New Hope where Luke <laughs> is looking out over the Dune Sea and you've got the, the twin sons in the distance and you can tell he's dreaming and he wants to be off the planet and then this beautiful rendition of the Force theme just swells in behind him. Can you imagine, like, he's just looking at the sun without any music? That's lame. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want to watch that, but because that the, because that music is there, even though there are no words said, there are no there's no dialogue there, it gives you a sense of he's being called to a greater purpose. It's foreshadowing, you know, um, and and he's dreaming. He he's meant for more. And that theme, you know, the force theme in particular, my favorite motif, has always been tied to moments of um, pushing through and bettering yourself and beating evil and all those things. And so anyways, um, I think those themes themselves, um, are Star you know, Wars. They are, they're, they're their own characters. They really are. Um, because you know, when you hear the Imperial March, you're getting something related to evil. You know, when you hear the force theme, someone is rising up and beating darkness. um, or, or, or becoming in tune with a force in a new way, you know? Um, you know, when you hear the main theme, something's starting, you know? Yeah. Or, like, you hear a, a call to it in something, in a big action moment, and you're like, oh, this is this is the good guys. They're doing something, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so, anyways, so, like, my first point was it's not the same um, because of how it aids what's actually happening. The second point is the themes themselves and how um, they're their own characters and how they aid the development of the characters um, themselves. And then I would say the last thing is that Drew, the reason why, and Jeremiah hit on this too, the reason why Rogue One, the Mandalorian and others um, feel like Star Wars, those scores feel like Star Wars is because they're drawing from Williams' score. They're drawing from his his kind of tool bag. Um, and doing a very good job of like, okay, making, I need to make this feel like Star Wars, but I'm not going to copy John Williams, you know. Um, and so, it, it, for me, it just speaks to the impact that it has had. And the fact that Star Wars has become in, in, inseparable from its music. Um, and I think any good movie is, and that's, that's kind of the goal of a, of a great movie composer is that whatever they write, um, for the, for the score is, will become as iconic and it will become inseparable from the film. Um, in the same way that the Jurassic Park theme is for that movie and Harry Potter is for that movie. And, you know, the, the movies we mentioned before, Many of them, ironically, composed by Williams himself, but um, you know, it separates them from the people who just like throw Bohemian Rhapsody in a movie and call it a day. You know, and while that works, that sometimes that that works really well, um, but I I can't imagine I, I just can't imagine Star Wars with anything other than Williams' score. Yeah, and. And and if it, it and if it's anything different, like I feel like it just it it won't hit as hard. I mean, like you've seen the the YouTube videos of uh, like who is it? Is it bad lip reading that did this? 
I don't I don't remember the actual account, but they took the music oh. out of the throne room scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's just like all the sounds of like the rebel People soldiers cough. coughing, coughing in the background and like oh, the boots God. walking across the floor. Oh my gosh. It's, it's just so dude, terrible. It's, it's terrible. Because it's funny because that's literally what it would have sounded like in real life. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like so like it kind of makes that's really terrible scene like like in real life when you're just walking down quiet like even like in real life with us like when there's a ceremony like someone wins an award or something there's music yeah. as they're going down to the stage exactly in the film like yeah. in star wars like it wouldn't have happened like that's funny oh, oh there's yeah like classic like graduation theme or wedding song theme yeah like, there is these classic like ceremonial especially for like the are, I mean, the American culture, anyways, and so yeah, that makes sense. Um, it, yeah, I, I had no arguments, Andrew. Yeah, no, and no. I mean, think about, think about really quickly, Jeremiah. Think about Qui Gon's death. I know that sounds like a really terrible way to start a statement, but <laughs> uh, I was actually just thinking about how his death. There's music it. going, and then the second he gets stabbed, like the strings and the horns spike up, like they rise immediately, and it adds so much more tension to that moment. And then you because have it's like one yell yeah, in that, yeah, on top of that, exactly. And it's like the music is is grieving and going through the shock with Obi Wan at the same time. And like if you remove the music, I, I mean, yeah, it's sad. Now, but you know, I'm trying to think though to that scene when Obi Wan gets in to fight Maul. Isn't there no music at that moment? Yes, that one shot. There's no music. Yes. And it's still super intense. Like if it wasn't right. for the music that leading up to that, yes. it might not it not might have been as impactful. But because they had that that music and then of it added with Obi Wan's yelling no, when it went to silent, you already had the emotion yes. in you. And so you didn't need the music. It just helped you focus on the one shot of yep. the duel. Well, and that's that's a whole different discussion for a different day, but the right the idea of, of pulling back and having silence is almost paired with a good musical score or a good composition is almost as just as powerful as having, yeah. you know, like a wall of sound hitting you. And probably the, the best instance of that in star Wars is in episode eight when, Oh yeah. When yeah. Uh, Haldo uh, destroys the Snoke's super destroy whatever whatever it is how like it was super quiet in the theater like it was just like you could hear any pin drop and then it goes into the sound effects of the explosion and that was a beautiful shot good lord yep say what you want about the last jedi but that was a a work of art that shot was so andrew you mentioned uh a few minutes ago that um you can't imagine star wars without john williams um now this is a little funny thing ian frazier was the composer for the star wars holiday special (laughs) so you take john you take john williams out of star wars that's what you're left with (laughs) okay well let's 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 be honest there were a lot of other problems with that but that is one of them for sure that's a very valid point But anyway, yeah, I mean, that was a man. That was a good question. Yeah. So honestly, now moving forward though with Star Wars. So John yeah. Williams has said that he's done doing Star Wars films, which I believe yep. he, he's thousand years old. Like, oh, okay. I mean, after eight, everyone's kind of done doing Star Wars films. So. Um. Anyway, uh, so like we we've seen. The Mandalorian, and we 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 trust the music, the the composer for that. Like we've grown to love yeah. his thing, um, and we've had you know with Rogue One and Solo, and then we have like the animated series. Like we know the music from that. But yeah. going forward with Star Wars, where do you think the music is going to go? Do you think the music will continue to be as impactful and memorable, or do you think? we've passed that now that John Williams is done with Star Wars, even though those themes might still be used. 
it's still not going to be him in, moving forward. What do you think? Uh, sure. I, I think they still will be because Mando's theme is like when you hear, you know, that's Mandalorian. Right. So I think, yeah, it will be it. But like, uh, like Andrew was saying, like that all of that has to do with because it's all kind of not mimicking, but like it all has to do with because of his impact on every musician, a majority of musicians in the world. So I think because he laid the groundwork, like no matter who does Star Wars next, if they pick the right person, it's going to sound very close to the same material and it should still have the same impact because that groundwork is there. And if John Favreau takes over everything, which is like the rumor in the world right now in Star Wars. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if what's if the composer of Mando does kind of do all the movies going forward. I really still think that Michael Giacchino should be an impactful person moving forward. I think they should really focus on him because he can the Rogue One soundtrack. Oh yeah, is, no, I I don't. He's amazing, but I just feel like it seems like that might be where they're going but yeah i mean moving forward you know if if the next push is the high republic which as of right now that's kind of the next thing that i think is going to take up the movie at least the movies for a while yeah um you know we have our tv stuff but for those for the kenobi series you're going to reuse john williams motifs you have to like that's that's the same universe and i think I think that's the big key is that that is a story, the Kenobi series specifically, um, that takes place in the Skywalker saga. But now we're outside of the Skywalker saga. Um, and so you have the, the ability to, to get creative. I mean, in the same way that the Mandalorian did. You know, the Mandalorian wasn't right. t- technically like directly from a pers- first person perspective tied to the Skywalker saga. It happens there. It happens in the same timeline, right. but th- we're not using the same characters. We're not using the same villains, you know, whatever heroes. And so it didn't we're require yet. Huh? Yet. Anyways, we're not tied. Well, sure. Um, but I think that's the, the benefit of starting something new is that, you know, if you need the main theme, um, or you need the force theme, it's there. And they might reuse the force theme. I think because the force theme is more tied to moments of the force and the force never really goes away as a character, they can reuse that. But I think they have freedom now because they're not, the push is now, okay, we're not going to use Luke as much as we did. We're not going to use Han or Leia or whatever. Um, I don't think they have to. And I think it's still going to be as good. Um, But then again, like, you know, for a majority of Star Wars fans, however young or old, the 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 tie is to your first Star Wars experience with the music. You know, that is true. Um, because for me, it was the original trilogy. Like I grew up on those, and then I, when I was old enough, I was actually just old enough to begin seeing the prequels in theaters. But like before that, for a few years, it was you know, it was the original trilogy. And so that's, that, that had an impact on me. I mean, in the same way that I think a younger generation is going to grow up with the, the sequel John Williams score and, and say what you want about the movies. The, the music is gorgeous. Oh yeah. Yeah. No complaint you know? music. Yeah. And so I think, I think, you know, if they continue to use Williams's uh, compositions as a framework and kind of as a rough foundation, I think things are going to be fine. I think it's going to be beautiful. I think it's going to be just as impactful. Um, and, and it's because they can create new music and simultaneously as they're creating new stories and new characters, um, especially as they're separated more and more from the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Sorry if I uh, talk too much. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> I think we answered your question, Jeremiah. I think you did. I mean, I, it would be really crazy to see, like, if we could go back and see in an alternate universe, you know, if different composers did it, what it would be like. But 
Well, I wonder if like like how they originally decided on John Williams. Like, I'm sure there was ten composers that are big at that time that they picked. From. I am ninety nine percent sure that he worked on Lucas with American Graffiti. Oh, which was before. Yes. Yeah, that was that was his first. Big so, do you think he ever considered like Lucas ever just considered anyone else? I don't think so. Because budget wise, he might have been the cheapest. Well, he was already pretty big. He already won Academy Awards. Yeah, but like, I don't remember. Dang, I I saw that in a documentary too. Did he work on American Graffiti? John Williams? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh,. it would have been interesting if you would have picked someone else. So I, I, I was wondering, like, what if I keep had like five or six other people that he was considering, and like had them write like a mock, some mock themes to hear them. Like, I would love to hear those to see what other people's visions for the music would have been. Yeah, like if, how if it was similar to John Williams, or if some of them were like dabbling with the electronical. Since sounds like the, this is at the late seventies, so that's only at the, towards the beginning of that technology, sort of. So, like, yeah, that is true. And so, like, I wonder if Lucas listened to other themes from other composers and was like, uh, no, I don't really like that. And then here's John Williams' themes of the Force or something like that, and like, that's what I want. That'd be cool to hear those, but I don't know if that's even a thing. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Or even like. What if someone today who's like a composer re like wrote their own music for Star Wars and like did their own fan edit and took out John Williams music and put their own music in and you could watch that that was a completely different Yeah, that would be cool. See how that I would mean, feel. At the very least as an experiment. I mean, I'd like you know, again, John Williams is my favorite composer, film composer, but I'd love to hear what someone like Hans Zimmer would do. You know, so intense. <laughs> oh yeah, it would be super it would, intense. It would be like the hallway scene in Rogue One, like oh, every yeah. single scene. <laughs> it's all intense. Uh, speaking speaking of Hans Zimmer, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but there's a there's a uh, live. Um, oh, I've I've seen clips. Thing, that you can see it on YouTube. Yeah, a live production that they did, and it was on Netflix, and it's him live in Prague. Yeah, I've seen and a lot he, of those do, clips. Yeah, they do like all of his major themes and. They, he uh, he brought in one of the best guitar players of all time, Guthrie Govan, um, to play guitar for him, and it was it was super cool. I would highly recommend it if you like film uh, music, but that's just beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for what our vision was for tonight's episode, and I think yeah, it, I think really it well. does. Yeah, sweet. Uh, well. <laughs> Like I mentioned earlier, um, you can contact us if you have thoughts, if you have ideas, if you if you're like actually Andrew, it, Star Wars would have been the same because the music doesn't matter at all, and I need you to know that. And that's your opinion. That's fine. You're wrong, but that's fine. Whoa, okay. um, sorry, what? <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Uh, uh, yes. Well, anyways, if you want to oh. tell us that, uh, there are ways you can do that. And you can contact us on social media at uh, on Facebook and Instagram at the Empire or not the Empire Radio, but Empire Radio Podcast, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and also something that's really fun um, is there's a link underneath the podcast that you're listening to right now in the description, and you can click that link and actually leave us a voice message, Ooh. which is really cool because we haven't had we haven't had one yet. Uh, but we can listen to those and we have the option to play them in our episodes. So if we like it um, and we think it's worth listening to on air, we're going to do that and you'll be a part of the podcast unless you tell us you don't want to be, but still send it in anyways, because it would be fun. So yeah. 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 We're here because of you guys and we want to hear what you guys think. Um, even if it's constructive criticism, um, it helps. It, it all goes together and helps us do a better job in the future. Um, but we're thankful that you're here listening to us. We're thankful um, that we have listeners like you who are coming back every week and letting us talk into your ears about Star Wars. That's yeah, fun. 
Oh yeah, it's a blast. Well, anything else, boys? Nope. nope. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.